اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 6 of Soul Food and I pray that you're having a blessed and transformative Ramadan we're almost a quarter of the way through so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we're all granted true growth and sincere turning to him and lasting transformation amin we're continuing looking at the book of Imam al-Ghazali, this profound book that he wrote, the final book that he wrote, Minhajul Abidin, The Path of Worshipful Servants. And we're looking at the obstacle of impediments. And we're looking at the second part of this obstacle where Imam al-Ghazali talks about creation and created things getting in the way of our complete and utter devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this episode, we're going to look at how creation, how people busy you from worship, how there's sincerity in seclusion, and the importance of being in good company. One of the things that distracts us from devoting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being distracted by people. And more than just being distracted by the presence of people, but being distracted by what they're distracted with, and being attached to the things that they're attached to. Hatim al-Asam, one of the righteous sages of Islam, he said, I requested five things from people and did not find any of them. In other words, they did not fulfill any of my five requests. The first was, I requested that they obey God and detach themselves from the world, but they didn't do that. So then I asked that they help me in establishing that myself, but they refused to help me do that. So then I ask them to be content with me if I did so. In other words, if I obey Allah and detach myself from the world, then at the very least, be content with me doing so, but they weren't content. So then I ask them not to prevent me from doing so, but then they got in the way. So then I ask them to encourage me not to do anything displeasing to God. Not about absolute devotion, but at the very least, not to disobey Allah. But they didn't help me even in that. So then Hatim al-Aslam says, So I left them and took to myself. Amr ibn al-As, may God be well pleased with him, narrates that they were once sitting with the Prophet and he described a time that would come that would be a time of great tribulation. And the Prophet gave advice on what to do in those times. So he said, if you see people's oaths become confused and mixed up and their trustworthiness becomes frail, and they become like this, and he clasped his hands together. In other words, they're at each other's throats. Then stay at home, control your tongue, take what you know to be good and leave what you know is wrong, and be concerned with your affairs and leave aside the affairs of the public. 
Now, this is a really interesting hadith because so many of these qualities are prevalent in today's society. The Prophet ﷺ is saying, not that you shouldn't care about society, but that you have to know when your own spiritual well-being is at stake and that it will be affected by what the masses are affected by. If that happens, then you should focus on yourself and your family and the sphere of influence that you do have and not become caught up in all the stuff that other people are caught up in. Right? And Imam al-Ghazali mentions this hadith because it shows us that there is a safety in not being involved beyond our capacity or that we are not positively influencing, but we are being the ones influenced. So we have to be careful of that. That brings us to the next point about sincerity and seclusion. So one challenge is that people will get in the way. They'll just keep you busy and not a whole lot of people are dedicating themselves to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a regular basis. Alhamdulillah, in Ramadan things are much better. So on one hand, they can get in the way. The second challenge is that it makes it harder to be sincere when your worship is always around people or if people are always around you. So Yahya ibn Mu'adh, another great scholar, he said, seeing people, being around people, opens the door to ostentation. So it means that if you want to pray two rak'ahs and someone comes over your house suddenly, I mean, it's a beautiful thing that they're coming over, but it becomes a lot more difficult to pray those two rak'ahs with sincerity. Right, so now it's like, oh, okay, what are they going to think? They're going to think I'm a really good person and so on and so forth. So then you're kind of stuck. So that's as it relates to things that are extra anyway. There are certain acts of worship that are communal and collective. That's not what Imam al-Ghazali is talking about, right? And those who are committed to the spiritual path are able to find this level of intimacy and great meaning in their connection to Allah, is that they get a lot of fulfillment in that, such that they don't need to constantly be validated by the company that they're in. They have that directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another story that kind of highlights that sometimes there's more sincerity in not being around people, and this isn't necessarily in an absolute sense, but that someone asked Sayyidina Uwais al-Qarni, one of the great tabi'een, he said, oh Uwais, why don't you visit me? And Sayyidina Uwais responded and he said, I will give you something better than that. In other words, better than me visiting you. And that is that I make dua for you when no one is around. This is better because when we meet together, we might put on airs and show off. But when I'm far from you and no one is around and not even you know that I am praying for you, then that's more sincere and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That brings us to the final point about being in good company. Now, this is important because it's a subtle point, and I don't want anyone to misunderstand what Imam al-Ghazali is talking about or to misapply it. Because in today's world, a lot of people are lonely. And being alone has a lot of negative effects. And one of the most dangerous things is that even when we're alone, we're not really alone. We have so many technological devices where we could either be chatting or watching something or constantly distracted 
by this unhealthy level of quote-unquote connectedness that is really very shallow connectedness. But even when we're alone, we're not really alone. And sometimes even just cutting off from social media and technology is probably one of the best ways in today's world to avoid being distracted by creation and to not really be attached to what people are thinking or saying or doing. So it doesn't mean that if you're lonely, you need to accept the fact that you're lonely and stay alone from people. But Imam al-Ghazali is really encouraging us to have a purpose and an intentionality when we seclude ourselves for worship. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, be with the group, be with the collective, be with the jama'ah. But we have to make sure that the group that we're with is a good group is a group of people whose direction is also uh, towards the spiritual path, that they are seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are seeking righteousness and refinement and honor, and that they're not people of heedlessness or people who will get in the way of our own journey and people who keep our hearts attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said that the angels go out in search of people who are remembering Allah, who have gatherings of dhikr. And when they find that group, they cover them and they sit with them. And then they return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's a lengthy hadith, but Allah says, what are they asking? They are asking you for paradise. What are they seeking refuge in? They seek refuge in you from the fire. And then Allah says, I want you to bear witness that I have forgiven all of them, all of the people who are with this group that is remembering Allah. And then an angel said, oh Allah, there's someone in the group who only came there for another need. And in some narrations, came to collect a debt from someone in the group. And then Allah says, They are the people that whoever sits with them will not be of the damned. That damnation will not reach them. So what Imam al-Ghazali is saying here, it's not about being a hermit or a monk or cutting yourself off from society entirely, but it is the recognition that the vast majority of people, if we're honest, are a distraction. And they will get in the way from you being able to dedicate yourself to what they haven't done themselves. Right? We talked about this before, that sometimes you might want to do something and other people will be like, whoa, that's weird. Why are you doing that? Why are you changing? Why are you being so intense? Because they might have a different standard. But Imam al-Ghazali says, don't become attached to that. And one of the ways that you're able to devote yourself with sincerity and not getting distracted is having intentional times of seclusion. And being intentional about the company that you keep when you do socialize. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't connect with people on a human level. That's beautiful. But make sure that you're careful about who you're connecting with and how they are affecting your heart and what direction their heart is going towards. If it's going towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then that's a good group of people to be around. And that brings us to the call to action, is whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, the way that we can implement, even at a little level, 
what is being mentioned here in the book is to dedicate some time to intentional seclusion. Doesn't mean that you should completely cut yourself off, especially if you're very connected to people. But if you even do five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where you're in your room and you're not on a computer, you're not on your phone, you're not on anything like that, you're praying, you're engaging in dua, you're reciting the Quran, you're engaging in reflection. Whatever you do, just have some time that you dedicate to being in intentional seclusion. And before you go into that seclusion, have a plan. I'm going to read X number of pages of Quran. I'm going to pray X number of rak'ahs and so forth so that you can get the most out of it, inshallah, and that your worship will be sincere and it will be uninterrupted and you won't have any distractions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq in this blessed month. May he make it a month of openings, a month of relief and alleviation. May he make it a month of growth and goodness and turning to him. And we pray for our brothers and sisters in humanity that Allah allows them to taste the sweetness of this faith and to taste the sweetness of nearness to him and to experience the beautiful way of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant us all tawfiq. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.